He is risen. The text comes from Acts chapter 10, verse 40 to 41. This Jesus God raised on the third day and gave him to become manifest, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christianity is not just another religion with interesting religious ideas. Tell me about your religious ideas. Oh, my religion has the idea of resurrection. Oh, that's an interesting idea. No, Christianity makes historical claims. And key to these historical claims is the bodily resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. Yet the resurrection of Jesus did not occur in a vacuum like a weird freakish event out of nowhere. It occurred in a historical context. It is the fulfillment of a lengthy historical narrative. In Acts chapter 13, the Apostle Paul spells out some of that narrative. The creator of all things chose ancient Israel to be his covenant people, and he delivered them out of bondage in Egypt and nourished them in the wilderness for 40, 40 years and brought them into the land of Canaan as their inheritance. He gave them judges until he anointed David, the son of Jesse, to be their king. Of the house and lineage of this David, eventually, there was born Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah. Jesus was baptized by John at the Jordan and commenced his public ministry. Toward the end of his public ministry, he was arrested, tried, and crucified in April 30 AD. He was buried in a rock-cut tomb that belonged to Joseph of Arimathea. And then on the third day, early that Sunday, he was bodily raised from the dead. And this took place in history in 30 AD. The tomb was empty. Even his opponents conceded that fact, although they soon concocted the falsehood that his disciples stole the body. That notion is still around. I recently heard an archaeologist speak on first century burial practices, and she remarked that the disciples of Jesus must have taken the body and reburied him elsewhere. A lot of people deny that Jesus bodily rose from the dead. Even some so-called Christian theologians say that Jesus was buried, that's the historical Jesus, but with the resurrection, that's the Christ of faith. Well, with friends like that, who needs enemies? A lot of people think that the resurrection of Jesus is just wishful thinking on the part of Christians. Well, Americans are prone to do a lot of wishful thinking. I would argue that American culture is to a great extent characterized by wishful thinking. I remember some years ago there was a cult that committed suicide because they thought that thereby they would be transported to a nearby comet. That wishful thinking led to a dead end, literally. 
Is the bodily resurrection of Jesus wishful thinking? Were his first century followers gullible? Were they starry-eyed mystics? No, his first century followers were down-to-earth practical men and women. They knew as well as anybody that a burial is a one-way ticket for the body. It took a lot to convince them otherwise. To convince them otherwise, it took an empty tomb and an angel's pronouncements and the Old Testament promises and the predictions made by Jesus himself and his post-death, post-resurrection visible appearances. For 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus of Nazareth visibly appeared to his disciples. They were eyewitnesses. The four Gospels record many of these post-resurrection appearances. To the women at the tomb, to Peter, to Cleopas and another on the road to Emmaus, to the disciples in Jerusalem, to the disciples with Thomas in Jerusalem, to the seven by the Sea of Tiberias, to the eleven in Galilee, to the disciples near Bethany. The Apostle Paul adds that Jesus appeared also to more than 500 at one time, plus James, and finally to Paul himself on the road to Damascus. In our text from Acts 10, Peter states that Jesus visibly appeared to his first followers who had been chosen by God to be eyewitnesses, who ate and drank with him after the resurrection. While we receive his body and blood in the sacrament, we have not with our own physical eyes seen the risen Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth has not visibly appeared to us, but we rely on the recorded testimony of his first century eyewitnesses. We are not engaged in wishful thinking. We have not followed cleverly devised myths. We are not referring to some mystical experience. Jesus was visibly seen by his first followers with their ordinary, everyday eyesight. As Peter says, they were witnesses who ate and drank with him. The gospel accounts go out of their way to stress this concrete, down-to-earth seeableness. Jesus was seen and touched, stood among his disciples, spoke, walked, blessed them with his hands, breathed on them, distributed food and drink. He even showed the marks of the crucifixion in his hands and his feet and in his side. We here at Concordia Seminary study theology. We enjoy bouncing back and forth theological ideas. Theologizing is a lot of fun. But this Easter season, we are reminded once again that our theology is based on historical reality. The church is not built simply on theological ideas, but on historical truth. The truth of the gospel is based on the historical testimony of the eyewitnesses. This Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified and buried in 30 AD, was also bodily raised from the dead in 30 AD. And that was for you. That is not the end of the narrative. The narrative goes on. God raised this Jesus of Nazareth and made him Lord over all, to your benefit. 
Jesus now rules over all things, not only as God, but also as man. Now through the gospel, he gives you the blessings of his victory, the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and the gift of his Holy Spirit. And this same Jesus one day will come again visibly in glory to judge the living and the dead. On that day, all people will have to stand before him as their judge. Caiaphas will have to stand before him. Pontius Pilate will have to stand before him. Your neighbor will have to stand before him. You will have to stand before him. And that day will be a wonderful day for all those who belong to Jesus by faith. On that day, he will say, Come thou blessed of my Father and inherit the kingdom. On that day, he will transform your lowly body to be like unto his glorious body. What a historical narrative, what a promise, what a future. And it is all because he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.